It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, what is going on, everybody? It's your boy D and Ed back at it again. Now, today, we got a couple of things for you guys. We got some mailbag questions. We're going to go over the Wizards-Pacers game. We got some Bradley Bill injury news. And a, and we got some West Unsell Jr. news about his father and a bus that was unveiled today at Capital One Arena. But firstly, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode of Locked On Wizards is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Now, Ed, I know you. we both asked on Twitter, um, YouTube, um, asked our audience to send us in some questions. So what do you got for us? Yeah, so we got a mailbag episode. I'm still riding high from the W last night. Um, and I think I want to thank all you guys for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Um, make sure you guys hit the notification bell as well. A lot of people were uh, supporting the channel last night. We had a lot of comments too, so I want to appreciate you guys for that. Um, and rocking with us last night uh, for the video. Uh, this is from Azad or Azad77 on YouTube. He said, Who's going to be the odd man out between Montrez Harrell? Daniel Gafford and Thomas Bryant, when he comes back, do y'all think we should play all three centers? Or if we had to trade one of them, who would you trade? I would say it would be tough to play all three guys, you know, especially with Montrez Harrell and Daniel Gafford playing at such high levels right now. If, well, Daniel Gafford's out of the question because he just got paid. So he's out of the question. Montrez Harrell, you know, he's more of the possible question there. But if Thomas Bryant comes back and Montrez Harrell is still, you know, doing what he does off the bench and is a six-man-of-the-year candidate and having a six-man-of-the-year type season, it's no way you can say, all right, Montrez, we're going to sit you down for spurts so Thomas Bryant can get some playing times too. You know, that throws off the flow. You know, that throws off just what Montrez has going on. That's forcing it. That's forcing it, in my opinion. I mean, just with everything, I think most likely, possibly, in my opinion, I would say Thomas Bryan gets traded. Yeah, that's what it's looking towards, too. It's a contract year for Thomas Bryan and Montrose Harrell. Both their contracts are up this year. And like you said, uh, Gaff uh, got the contract extension for three years, 40 mil. It doesn't even kick in until, I want to say, 20, the 2023, 2024. So we're going to have him on the books for $1 million per year for the next two seasons, which is just a steal. Uh, shout out once again to Tommy Shepard for that. But um, – if Harold plays like the way he did last night, I mean, there's no way you can sit that man on the bench. I mean, there's he was, at times he was the best player on the floor. I mean, he 
what he had 22 and nine and shot nine for 11 from the field last night. I mean, that was just, that's what we needed. That energy is contagious. Um, you cannot sit that guy down. Can't sit Gaff down either. The energy and the rim protection that he brings to the floor is what we need. That's why our defense was so much better, you know, than what it was last year because the rim protection from Daniel Gafford, you know. So uh, I love Thomas Bryant. He does bring something different to the team. Like Gaff and Harold, we know they're not going to shoot threes. That's just not a part of their game. Now, what Thomas Bryant does bring to the table is spacing the floor. He shot 40% from the three last year. Small sample size. But that is a big difference for, for floor spacing and scoring. He is a good finisher around the rim too. You know he, he you know he's good for a couple dunks a game, pumping up the crowd and getting the crowd into it. Um, but right now, yeah, he is the odd man out, and it's not because of he's just it's not because of him being a bad player. But when you you know torn ACL, that's a year recovery, and, and you know unfortunately when you sit down, somebody else can come in and take your spot. And Gafford took advantage of that opportunity. Uh, Harold's taking advantage of the, of the minutes too. And the three center rotation, that's a good question too, because that's what we did last year. I don't personally see that happening. It did work out with, with last year with Lynn playing about 15 minutes. Then Lopez would come in and do a hook shot for about 15 minutes. Then Gaff would do his energy, give, give, uh, bring in the energy for 15 minutes. So it did work out. But this year, these guys are have more stronger personalities where if Trez is on the bench, He's not going to be a happy guy. We saw how that worked out with the Lakers. Um, Gaff, too, and Thomas Bryant, too. These guys are very energetic and, and have strong personalities. So uh, somebody, their minutes is, is going to have to be chopped down. And and Thomas Bryant, we don't want to hold him back. He's too talented to sit on the bench. He's way too, he's too talented to be uh, sitting on the end of the bench. So I, I think it would be best if we trade I do want it to work out, though. Being an optimistic guy, being a Wizards fan, being a Thomas Bryant fan myself, I would love to see it work out, but realistically, just seeing how the minutes would work, uh, Gafford, we just paid him, like I said, he, 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 need, he needs 20 to 25 minutes a game. No more of this sitting Gaff on a bench because he's tired. No, he needs to play 25 minutes a game. Harold, too, needs to play 25. And like I said, Brian deserves to play 25 minutes a game. So something has to happen there, and I, I do feel like one of them is going to get traded. Most likely, it would be Thomas Bryant. Yeah, and I think one of the important things you said about how the Wizards were splitting minutes between Lopez, Lynn, and Gaffer last season, you had the excuse of, well, Gaffer, you know, he was just coming in, trading midseason, and he wasn't really in shape. Now you can't really say that. You can't say that right now. Gaffer can play 30 minutes a game, etc. He's keeping the fouls down. You just, you can't keep him off the court. And then, like I said, with Montrez Harrell, he's just been, ever since he's stepped foot on the court in the first preseason game, consistent. You can't keep him off the court. And uh, like you said, I think Thomas Bryant is very talented too. And worst comes to worst, I think is no issue with getting some competition for him. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I just don't know what we would get back from him, for him. You might have to package him and Bertans in a deal. Uh, and I, I think you could get a player back. I think a second round pick would be would actually be it wouldn't be beneficial for us to get a second round pick back. I think Thomas Bryant is worth more than a second round pick. So maybe somebody who's kind of like a similar player who would be um, maybe another wing, like a defensive minded wing we could find out there, like three and D wing trade Thomas Bryant for him or in a three team trade 
something like that. That's the only way I could really see Thomas Bryant being being traded, him being packaged with Bertons or something like that. So uh, it would be unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, we just have a lot of good guys right now. That's what happens when you have a lot of good guys on the team. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, so the next one is from Khalid Jalal. This is on YouTube. And the people who did submit questions on Twitter, we thank you guys for that. We will get to your questions. Uh, some other people submitted questions as well. We're going to get to everybody's questions, probably not on this episode, but in a future episode. Uh, he says, do you see a final trade piece coming in to complete, complete the roster? If so, who? If the Wizards are contending, you know, and they, they're looking good and they're looking strong, I can definitely see the Wizards trying to add a piece. Now, how big of a piece that piece would be, I don't think it would be anything substantial. I think it would be more of a, you know, maybe deaf move. You could say deaf move. I don't probably somebody who can come in and potentially strengthen the bench. I don't know about the starting unit. And I think that's okay. Um, do I have any names right now off the top of my head? I'm not too sure because we're like in the very beginnings of the season and I just haven't been thinking right. about potential final piece moves. I want to see if the Wizards are at least a decent team first and is looking good so far. But if it comes to that and the Wizards are playing strong ball and they're in the thick of everything, I definitely can see a, a final piece type of move being made. Nothing crazy, but definitely – a strong death move, I could see. Yeah, so there were some names that were rumored over the summer. Of course, uh, everybody wanted Jeremy Grant to come back. You know, it's kind of an easy connection because he's from PG County and from the area, and uh, he was rumored to have interest in coming here. Uh, also, Dylan Brooks was somebody who was rumored to uh, be interested or, you know, the Wizards were going to be interested in trading for him. Um, I want to say Justice Winslow was rumored. He's not really going to move the needle much. Uh, I know Bleacher Report, they they love putting Pascal Siakam to the Wizards. They love doing that. Of course, Porzingis was brought up many times before last year. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to just name a player, but that's the few that I heard with rumors and, of course, social media. But, um, yeah, that one piece, I think, I think Dylan Brooks would make sense just because he's a 3 and D guy and he's physical, and he did a great job guarding Bradley Bill last year with, with the Grizzlies. I think he would fit in perfectly uh, for what the Wizards are looking for, just that toughness. But, um, you know, we of course, we got to give something up. And I, I heard they want a first-round pick and more for Dylan Brooks. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But, I, yeah, I, I don't – we'll see. Because Tommy Shepard, he loves the trade deadline. So that's all I say on that. Yeah, I mean, and the main reason I don't think it will be anything crazy because if you're in the thick of things, I mean, you have a pretty good team and you got a pretty good chemistry. Adding a player – the name value of Siakam or uh, Jeremy Grant, that changes a lot of things. You have to give up a decent amount of, you know, compensation for that. And that can throw off a couple things, you know. So someone like a Dylan Brooks, like you said, is more around that range of skill level, you know, somebody who you could just, that can fit in there, you know. So I would say minor move, like I said before. I think it would be a minor move if they did make a move. Right. Yeah. Like you said, the conversation. Yeah. You might, if you wanted to get Jeremy Grant or Dylan Brooks, you probably have to include one of the young guns, the Pascal Siakam trade that I did see on Bleacher Report. And, you know, we take Bleacher Report with a grain of salt because everybody hates their trade machine. They did have Rui included in the trade for Siakam, which makes it Siakam is 
uh, a great defender. He can get to the basket. Siakam's, you know, he's the best player on the Raptors. And, you know, we definitely saw that they missed him last night. And Siakam definitely would help the Wizards out for sure. I think we would still be – we would be better than a playing game, but not much better if we got Siakam. We'd probably be like a sixth seed. I don't think it moves us past the Sixers, Nets, Bucks, or the – um any of those top three teams, but um, that's that's the only trade I could really see the Wizards making. To be honest, um, so yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. Right now, it's so early to tell, so I just don't see anything right now. Yeah, um, agree. <laughs> Pretty much, I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> you got two more questions. And um, but we'll we'll get to the to the two questions after our word from our sponsor from D. Oh yes, sir. We do have a message from our friends over at McDonald's. This episode of Locked On Wizards is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. It's a place where friends and family come can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a group study, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I've been to McDonald's, like I said before in the past, after games, just after school, just when I'm looking for a quick meal, McDonald's is always the go-to for me. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Wizards watch party? I'm loving it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also, once again, guys, I want to thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. For your second listen, get everything you need from contender to pretender around the NBA with the ultimate insider NBA season preview, the biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find whenever you get your podcast. So, it we got two more mailbag questions. What do you got? All right, so this one is from uh, Sluga, S-S-L-U-G-A-A. He says, do you think we can make it deep in the playoffs? I personally think we can possibly make the East semifinals. The new lineup is sick. Fire emoji. I would say that's a big, you know, prediction just off of one game. I will say against the Siakamless Raptors, I think right now things are looking good. I don't want to get expectations too crazy. You know, let's just see. The Wizards have the Bradley Bill, even though they've been saying good things, they've also said, you know, they still got a ways to go, et cetera. It's still work to do. As we've seen, the Wizards still turned the ball over 22, 21 times. You know, so there's still a lot of work to be done before we start getting into playoffs or what, how far can they make it? Let's just get 
to game two and see if we can go to two and zero. One step at a time for a team like the Wizards is one step at a time. Don't get too ahead of yourself. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard not to. I think it's just a fresh a breath of fresh air. Uh, seeing Wes Unsell Jr. in the ball movement in the defense. Uh, of course, we're number one in defensive rating right now. I think we're number one in points allowed per game now. It's only one game. But, you know, our stats look really good. It's just weird to say that we're number one in, in a defensive category that hasn't happened in so long, even though it's just one game. But I, I get the optimism and the excitement from Wizards fans. But, of course, we do have to temper and be cautiously optimistic because, once again, Siakam did not play. And uh, the East got better. You know, you look at the Knicks and the Bull- the Knicks and the Celtics game last night. They were going toe to toe and going at it and playing hard. Nets are the Nets. The Sixers are going to be good, even though they got the turmoil with Ben Simmons going on right now. The Bucks, uh, didn't you say the Bucks are getting blown out right now? So it, it's a it's a game by game, just like in the NFL. They say it's a week to week league. You know, you you don't know who's going to be out, who's going to be in. Uh, you know, every night. So who's resting? You know, last year we played a lot of teams that were resting at one point. You know, guys resting and being out. We play the Pacers tomorrow. Karis LeVert's not playing. T.J. Warren's not playing. A lot of guys are going to be out for the Pacers. So you just never know. We, we got guys out too, Rui, Thomas Bryant. So you just never know what can happen. But that's the great thing about the Wizards. We do have that depth. Just in case, knock on wood, somebody is injured or out or is resting or whatever. Um, you know, COVID protocols, you can't take that – you, we got to think about that too, because that's still in effect. Somebody test positive for the virus, they got to sit out. Then that's still going to be a, a concern for the season. So, uh, but possibly make the East semifinals or the second round. I think the second round is doable. I think it's doable. We have to get. We can't be the eighth or the seventh seed because we don't want to play the Bucks in the first round. We don't want to play the Nets in the second or first round. We don't want to do that. But if we do play like maybe the Hawks or the Knicks in the first round, Celtics. Um, any of those teams that are not those top three teams, then yeah, sure. I think we got a legitimate chance to make the second round. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just I know emotions can be so mm-hmm. high, especially right. as a fan. One day it's we can make it to the second round. You lose a couple games, this team stinks. <laughs> We're in the lottery, right. lottery bound, you know. So I know the emotions as fans that differ so much. You're on a high one day. You're at rock bottom the next day. So I would love it if the Wizards got to the second round. I really would. That would beat a lot of people's expectations and even the franchise's expectations, I'm sure, and some of the players. So, you know, but I would still say let's just see how this season rolls on, man. It's a game-to-game league, especially for a team like the Wizards. Let's just see if they can stay consistent. Right, yeah. Tomorrow night is going to be a measuring stick game for sure, the Pacers. And they're still not a top team of the Eastern Conference, but they're still a legitimate team that we know we're going to be fighting with for the playing game. So I'll, we'll come back to this maybe after the first 10 games. We'll see. Um, but shout out to Sluga for the good question. Uh, the next one is from Benz, B-E-N-Z, uh, like a Mercedes Benz. He says, great first game. I love the defensive effort, which is what we were hoping for during all of Scott Brooks' tenure, who clearly didn't care for defense. Uh, <laughs> I've got two questions. Barring any injuries, what do you think our ceiling is in terms of ranking in the East? Also, who do you think we sh- should be the backup point guard? So two good questions there from, from Benz. He said, because I think Holiday has so much potential, but he played so crappy last night. And Neto is just consistent and gives all out. I'm torn because I like them both, but I think I'm rooting more for Holiday. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to say the Wizards, where they kind of match up is where I'm going to be consistent with what I've said. At best... I want to. I want. I will hope they will fight for that six seed, 
you know, maybe fifth seed, but I would say sixth seed at most that avoids that playing game. And if it's not, if it's iffy, if it's inconsistent, maybe that eighth seed to ninth seed playing category. But if we're looking at consistency from how they played the Toronto Raptors, sixth seed is 100% doable in my opinion. So I would say around that range. I would say stay humble and stay around that range. Backup point guard, if I had to pick, I would definitely say Neto right now. I know some people kind of don't like Holiday and Neto playing at the same time. I know Holiday did struggle. My question to Ed before we started the show was if you just start Neto coming off the bench and you move Holiday out, can that open the door for Kispert? I know it'll be different when Rui Hachimura comes back and the guy like Kyle Kuzma moved to the bench, per se. I mean, I think you move Holiday to the backup, third backup point guard position behind Neto, and you give Corey Kispert a potential chance to play. That opens the door for him. So it's interesting. If I had to choose, I would say Neto. I would say Neto if I had to choose. Oh, yeah, for sure. Neto was a beast last night. Neto had a great year last year, too. Neto was a huge part in that 17-6 and run towards the end of the year. When Ish Smith was out for a long period of time, Neto held it down. Neto has some scrappy steals. He's just a scrappy player. He's a guy that gets under your skin and can be a, an annoying mat. And he will he can pick up full court, too. Holiday can pick up full court, too. That's a good thing about both of these guys. They're both little scrappy guards that will run around and just be uh, pests. But, yeah, Holiday last night, he was very underwhelming. The turnover was awful. Airballed a three. I mean, he, he had a bad game. He did. And he's better than that. We all know that. We're expecting more. We saw uh, he was really good in the preseason. He stepped up big time in the preseason. He played pretty well. And he can shoot the three, too. So, But, as like you said, I'm, I'm with Neto right now in the rotation. I think he's he's going to – he started out fast for the Wizards last night. And he's ahead of Holiday. And, um, and that will help, too, like – I don't want Holiday to, to not perform well, but, you know, if we do have to pick one or the other, so our young rookie who was the 15th pick of the draft, so he can get playing time, one of those guys could be the odd man out. It could be Neto or Holiday. Most likely it's going to be Holiday being the odd man out, and then Kispert could come in, and uh, that bench unit could be Holiday, uh, Kispert at the two, Denny at the three, Bertons at the four, and then uh, Harold at the five. And you got shooters and Bertans and Kispert and Neto to help Danny out so he can facilitate and, and um, make plays and fi- find guys open on the three-point line and, and just do a pick-and-roll with Montrezl Hero. So Danny could be that ball handler, one of those primary ball handlers out there. Um, once again, the Eastern Conference question, I'm, I'm with you too with six being the ceiling as of right now until we see more consistent play. If they do play like they did last night against the Raptors, against the Pacers and they can defend the three-point line at a high clip and shoot better because we, we shot poorly from the three-two. The turnovers were bad, too. we got to cut down on the turnovers. Kuzma had some turnovers. Bradley Bill was a little sloppy with the basketball, too. Fourth quarters, we got to finish better. That was a problem in the preseason, too. We let them come back. We were up by 29 points. Really could have put the, the nail in the coffin and beat them by 30, but they rallied and came back and cut, cut it to 10. That's the only thing I really didn't like from the game last night. But, um, yeah, I'm still in that sixth see to play in range for the Washington Wizards in the East. And that's yeah. it for the mailbag questions for tonight. And then we'll get to you guys' questions on the next episode. Yes, sir. Like it said, I want to thank you guys for sending your questions. We'll get to the rest of your questions later on in another episode. But I do have a message from our friend at Built Bar. 
Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, my favorite, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. Know what flavor mine is, like I just said. It's the Salted Caramel. You got to try it. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. The Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team as well. Offer is to go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, it next game, Wizards versus Pacers. Is there any... You know, expectations you have, matchups to watch specifically that you're looking out for. Why are you feeling about it? Well, yeah, I'm just hoping the crowd gets hyped, man. Season opener. Spencer Dinwiddie said in the quote today, he said uh, he wants to see the D.C. He wants to see the D.C. crowd top with Toronto's crowd had in our opener tomorrow. And then, of course, like you said earlier, Wes Unsell Jr., uh, his dad, his dad's, um, you know, bus, the statue face being revealed. So that's pretty cool. We've got some cool things going on. Uh, for the hometown team, for the Wizards season opener. So it should be lit. Hopefully the crowd gets into it. But just pick up where we left off. Uh, Dinwiddie also said our defense was stifling last game. If we limit the turnovers, we hold them to even less points yesterday. The defense has to be our calling card. That's what good teams do. So we want to be a good team. we got to feed off our defense, that energy. I want to see Harold get the crowd into it, get pumped up. I want to see Bradley Bill knock down some shots and shoot better from the field. His energy uh, Dinwiddie get to the basket, create fouls, get getting the bonus early. Kuzma, if he's not hitting shots, you know, get get ten rebounds. That should be he should he should average at least eight boards. He said in the press conference earlier he's six foot ten, uh, and he needs to keep doing what he's doing on, on the rebounds. Fifteen rebounds is nothing to sleep on. That's a legitimate rebound. So that was a big double double from him. I think he will shoot better in the game uh, tomorrow night. And like I said, if he's not hitting, then then you know do other things. Uh, Gafford, energy, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and West Huntsville Jr. coaching the guys up playing the, the three-point line because the, the Pacers can shoot threes. Sabonis can shoot the three. Miles Turner can step out and shoot the three. All five guys on the court can shoot the three. Duarte can shoot the three. He had 27 points. He was six for nine from the three-point line last night against the Hornets. So these guys can put it. Malcolm Brogdon can shoot the three. He would, he had a 50-40-90 season. He, shot, he had 28 points last night. And they're not going deep. You look at the numbers from last night. They – only played eight guys. Off, they only played three guys off the bench: Jeremy Lamb, T.J. McConnell, and Torrey Craig. This is going to be a revenge game for Aaron Holiday too. So we got history there, right there. So Aaron Holiday hopefully has some motivation to play better than what he did last night, playing against his former team that traded him. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to defend the three point line of this one and the matchup between Sabonis and Montrezl Hero, two strong bigs that can rebound the ball that are going to go hard. Same thing with Gafford too against Sabonis too in the playing games. We dominated them last year, so I know they got a chip on their shoulder because we beat up, we beat them a lot last year. The playing game, we blew them out by what was like twenty. Russell Westbrook was dribbling the ball on the floor and like you know playing around with with the Pacers. Um, and then the game in Indiana where we barely beat them and Russ blocked the shot on Karis Levert. So uh, we we got some history with the Pacers right now. Um, we got to keep it up. We I think we got a winning streak against those guys, but it's going to be a tougher test than the Raptors. I think we all know that. Um, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta work cut out with us, uh, for us with, with DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner and Brogdon and Duarte. So it's going to be a good game. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm specifically looking at that three point defense. Once again, as you read off how Chris Dorte went off from the three, et cetera, you don't want that to happen in Washington. You don't want that to happen against your team. You know, you want to start off and bring that momentum from the Raptors game into the Pacers game. You want to shut them down because if the Wizards can consistently shut down teams from the three, they can get it done offensively. Like I've said multiple times, the Wizards off, I mean, issue has never been offense. It's always been the defense side of the ball. Any Wizards fan will tell you that. If the Wizards can keep guys shooting low 30% from three, et cetera. They got a chance to win. They can't allow Chris Dorte to go six for nine from three or Sabonis to go off from three or Chris, I mean, or Malcolm Brogdon to kill him from the three. They got to lock in, make it tough. They got to make it tough for these guys like they made it tough for the Toronto Raptors. And I'm looking at KCP on the rookie Chris Dorte. I'm looking at Cal Kuzma. Because there's going to be a lot of times his, his main matchup probably will be Sabonis because you're going to have um, Gafford down there fighting on the boards with Miles Turner. So I'm looking at that and just the team defense in general. Spencer Dinwiddie um, on Malcolm Brogdon. You got Bradley Bill and Justin Holiday. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see if the Wizards can carry over that defense from the Raptors game into a different style of opponent and the Indiana Pacers. So I'm expecting the Wizards to come out and play well again. I am. I expect them to come out and play well. I expect them to come out and fight. I expect them to come out and play another good defensive game. Now, I don't know if they're going to hold them to shooting percentages like they did the Raptors, but I expect another strong defensive performance from them. Right, yeah, and they just got to shoot the ball better from the three, which I think will come. Um but yeah, I mean, you you've been hitting with the bold predictions, so you know, I, I I'll let you go first on, on the bold prediction. Bold predictions. I will say the Wizards win. They get to two and zero, and I predict a strong double double from Daniel Gafford. I will go nineteen and eleven, and that's on a tough matchup against Miles Turner too. So that's pretty strong i say a wizards win and daniel gafford 19 and 11 okay um oof. i was gonna say dinwiddie double double gets his mm-hmm. points gets his assists and um i've been i'm ready for a kcp game i'm ready for a kcp game where he gets hot his five threes and he did it in the preseason too where he hit i want to say he hit five or six threes 
I'm going to say KCP gets hot. I would go on a, on, on a limb and try to pump up Bertans, but I just can't do it. We're gonna need we're gonna need somebody to step up off the bench for mm-hmm. sure. Of course, it's gonna be Harold, but we're gonna need somebody else as well, not just Harold. Neto is capable of doing it too. Denny, we're gonna be looking at him. Uh, Denny had a good defensive game against the Raptors as well. Um, so yeah, we're gonna really we're gonna have to rely on our bench in this game and for the crowd to get into it. But I'm gonna say uh, Denny with double double, and um, KCP hits five threes. Okay, I, I like that. I really like that. That's good. Hopefully, we both can hit. That would be superb <laughs> if we both can hit our bold predictions. But before we wrap it up, guys, I just got some minor updates. We got Bradley Bill injury update. They announced that he was questionable for the home opener due to right hip contusion. I know he took a big knee towards the end of the fourth quarter against the Toronto Raptors, but I didn't hear anything that sounded too pessimistic so i would assume that he's good to go he's going to be good to go and also the wizards unveil west unsell jr's father's bust which will be displayed out in section 111 at capital one arena any thoughts on anything i just said it just awesome man you know the the family lineage there man what's up so jr's dad you know his dad was the only uh player only finals MVP for the Washington Wizards slash Bullets, the only MVP in the Washington Wizards slash Bullets history. So he's just a legend, West Unsell Jr., with the beautiful outlet pass. Um, so, you know, shout out to West Unsell Jr., and he was named in the top 75 uh, players list that just came out. There were some other guys on the list as well um, that made the list from the Washington Wizards. So we're just happy to see that. I know it's an honor for West, so I'm, I'm happy for West Unsell. Too. I uh, wish I could. Uh, I think they, they should be showing it on TV at a ceremony. So I'll, I'll definitely be locked in and watching it for sure. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I want to thank you guys once again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Our next episode, we're going to be going over the Wizards Pacers game. Hopefully, another win. But now I want you to make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. So once again, guys, thank you for all the subscriptions. Thank you for following us on Twitter. We love and appreciate the support, man. Thank you for all the comments. We love it. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Hopefully the Wizards keep the W's coming too. Yes, sir. I just want to I want to keep seeing them play defense like that. Yesterday, you know, D said, you know, uh, uh, Harold's dunking a ball into his wallet, you know, so he's going to get that jersey. And I, I was like, you know, I ain't never, ever seen them play. I want to keep seeing them play defense like that. All right, y'all, hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.